0: Welcome to Odd Bits and End Pieces, a podcast about nothing in particular, but focused on fun, music, and current events. And by current events, we mean anything that has ever happened anywhere at any time. Let's meet the Odd Bits and End Pieces players. Riley McNutt. John Paul Gamoki, Lee Johnson. Anita Ruth. Joan Griffith. Sound engineer Jose Rodriguez. Becca Hart, and T. Michael Rambo. Odd Bits and End Pieces would like to thank the City of Bloomington and Leah Hughes for allowing us the use of their facilities.
1: Two Bits.
2: How you girls doing?
0: Good. Whatever.
2: Anything interesting you want to tell me? Mm,
1: nope. Nope. No, nope.
2: You've been gone a long time, and now you haven't got anything you want to tell me? Like, how well you did selling today?
1: No, no, nope.
2: Hmm. How long have we been together?
1: Six years. Seven years, dumbass. Hey,
2: none of that. My girls don't talk that way to one another.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she's always been your favorite.
2: Don't change the subject. Every time you feel uncomfortable, you change the subject she does does
0: not I do too she's cynical stop it
2: I mean it your pickups are going to be here soon and we've got business to discuss how much did you make today
1: 435 and change
2: 435 and you're happy with that
1: yes totally whatever
2: well I'm not you girls You have to start using your charm, your wit. You've got to lure customers in. And once you've got them close to you, bam! They're yours. You've got to sell more Girl Scout cookies. Troop 556 has already banked over $3,000.
4: Well, they're older. They can wear push-up bras.
2: So, you're younger. Older people can't resist a good young kid in uniform selling cookies.
4: Our location sucks. Everyone in the area walks on the other side of the street. If they were on our side, we'd sell dozens.
2: Then you have to get them over to your side of the street. Molly, you acted in your first great Christmas show,
1: right? Yes, sir. I was angel number two. (laughs) Yeah, they had a statue for angel
4: number one. Stop it!
2: (laughs) Molly, use your acting ability. Draw them in. Fall down on the ground and yell like you broke something, and people will be all over you in a minute. Why did you get a talent for acting if you're not going to use it?
1: Aw, but that would be dishonest. We're Girl Scouts. We live by a higher standard, a golden rule.
2: No, you don't. Not when it comes to selling cookies. It's dog-eat-dog out there. The survival of the fittest. I am sick and tired of you girls being second cookies. Uh, second bananas every year because the other troop lives in a wealthy suburb. This is war!
0: But don't all cookie sales go to the same place? We should be so happy for them, right?
2: Hell no. Their leaders are skimming off the top. You've got to win. We don't have any blue ribbons on cookie sales in our troop. I've become the laughing stock among Girl Scout leaders. I demand better efforts and better results. You are my soldiers, and it's time you learn how to march. (laughs) Crying? Why are you crying? There's no crying in cookie sales. Take those tears and turn them into sales. Sales are what we are about, and sales are who we are. We're going to set records. What are we going to do?
0: Set records!
2: Okay. Go out there and make some cookie sales. Any questions? Yes, Molly?
1: I've got to go to the bathroom. Suck
2: it up, girl. We've got a potential customer out there.
1: Four Bits. The musical selection for this episode of Odd Bits and End Pieces is Doce de Coco a song composed by the great Brazilian mandolinist Jacob do Bandolim. Doce de Coco loosely translates as Life is Sweet and is performed here by Anita Ruth on piano and Joan Griffith on mandolin. Six
0: bits. Game show. Welcome to the Odd Bits and End Pieces quiz game, the game where I give the points to anyone at any time for any reason because I can. Today's contestants are Becca Hart, Anita Ruth, and T. Michael Rambo. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? (laughs) Oh, great. Great. All right. Here's our questions. Our first one is. who was the painter on PBS's The Joy of Painting? Yes, Becca Hart. Bob Ross. Bob Ross is correct. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I'm convinced that I buzzed. Never mind. It's well, up. I guess you got to uh, just pound it a little harder, T. Michael. Uh, you can't be shy with that story. buzzer.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry?
0: My life story. <laughs> <laughs> life story. Hey, T. Michael.
4: Okay, Becca's got if, a point. If you hold it up, then he can see that you did it.
0: Okay, very good. Thank okay, you. Okay, question number two. Who painted the Mona Lisa? Oh, Michael was first there. Who uh, painted the Mona Lisa? Uh, Mona Lisa? Who painted the Mona Lisa? <laughs> Rembrandt. Rembrandt is incorrect. Becca? Da Vinci. Da Vinci is correct. Becca Hart has two points, ladies and gentlemen. This is exciting. Yes, T. Michael.
2: Well, you know, um, Rembrandt, Da Vinci's first
0: name is Rembrandt. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, T. Michael, this is a timed episode, so we got to keep moving. Okay, question three. Marlon Brando won two best act... The Godfather. And what's the second one? The Godfather Part Two. No, Anita was second. On the Waterfront. On the Waterfront is correct. Anita gets a point. So after three questions, we have Becca Hart with two. Two points. Anita Ruth with one, and T. Michael is still wondering why his buzzer doesn't work. Okay, question four. How many miles is the Indianapolis 500? Yay! Anita.
2: 500. 500 is Oh, come correct. on. <laughs> oh, really?
0: <laughs> We've got two, two, and zero. Come on, Team Michael. You can Watch catch up. Look, all I know is that Ruth is being ruthless. <laughs> she <laughs> is Ooh. being ruthless. Whoa. But since she's playing, the game is Ruthful. Okay, oh, oh, question, oh. Number f- <laughs> question number five. Who discovered electricity? <laughs> Becca Hart? Uh, Three. Thomas Edison. Who? Thomas? No, that is not Edison. Correct.
4: Benjamin I, Franklin. What?
0: Benjamin no. Franklin. you gotta press the buzzer. You're right. Kite, Michael, I'm sorry, the you kite
1: in
0: the it. sky? No, no, no. That's the, the rules. It, See that? That's that. Thomas easy. Edison. No, Thomas Edison is incorrect. It was Benjamin Franklin. But
2: but I said Thomas Edison before. With the kite, Michael.
0: The kite, the electricity, and the key. And the key. He invented the oh. light bulb, Thomas Edison. Right. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> question five. Anita's got the lead, three over Becca Hart's two. Last question: Who was the oh, first? Oh, oh, yes. Can T we Michael. make this like a, the big? Like I can get six points. Can we do the little? Like you that. know no, that's if, great. If you get this right, I'll give you three points. Hey. Hey, okay. I'm the host, Anita. Here we go. Question <clears throat> number six: Who was the first guest host on Saturday Night Live? <clears throat> T. Michael. Three. Thomas Jefferson. No. Who was the first guest host on Saturday Night Live? Anybody. Give give us a clue. Uh, Becca Hart. Three. Two.
4: Billy Crystal? No,
0: Billy Crystal is incorrect, Anita.
4: Clue. Give us a clue.
0: Steve Martin. No. Uh, He was an old hippie who uh, did the seven words you can't say on TV. Go ahead, Becca.
4: No, no, I don't know. That wasn't me.
0: Okay, George Carlin is the final answer. Okay, so we have a winner. We have Anita Ruth as Uh. our winner. Becca Hart was close. And T. Michael, you were so close to pressing your buzzer and getting an answer. We're going to give you a consolation prize of... Okay, thanks for playing the quiz game.
1: (laughs) 8-Bits.
2: I'd like to look at what you have in cutting-edge gaming. You bet.
3: Are you looking for anything in particular? (laughs) Something with a table tennis theme. Table tennis theme. Hmm. I don't know if we have anything like that. Could you be more specific? Yes. I believe the name of the game is Pong. Pong? Pong. 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 Pong? Pong. Yes. I'm sorry, sir. That game is not cutting-edge. That game is older than I am. Have you played Minecraft?
2: No. I haven't played Minecraft. I don't want to play
3: Minecraft. I want to play Pong. Pong? Pong. 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 Pong, Pong. stop it. I'm sorry. Uh, We don't carry games that are over 50 years old. But you said you were cutting edge. We are cutting edge. Cutting edge in this century. What are those? Those are baseball cards. Are they new baseball cards? No, they are old baseball cards. Hey, I see where you're going here, sir. There is a market for old baseball cards. A big market for them. I can make money on them. There is no market for Pong. Pong left when the dinosaurs became extinct. Pong? Pong. Pong? Pong. 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 Uh, Look,
2: retro is in. The old becomes the new. Grunge is punk and punk is Sinatra. Get it? Got it. Good. Does Mario still sell? Does Miss Pac-Man still sell? Hell yes. And why? Because they are retro and retro is cutting edge.
3: You actually have a point,
2: sir. You damn right I do. You snot-nosed, spoiled, trust-sucking, pimple-faced shit-for-brain's-ass-whippy. Do you play Monopoly? Risk. Scrabble. No. And why? Because they're not
3: on a damn screen. They are the ultimate retro game. You're right. You're right. I know I'm right. Uh, Let me come around the counter here and shake your hand. I want to sincerely thank you for enlightening me. Wait. Wait just a damn minute. What the hell are you wearing? What do you mean? Your pants.
2: They're bell-bottoms. And you're wearing sandals? Yeah, pretty cool, huh? Oh my God, you're retro. Retro, baby!
1: Well, hello, everyone. This is Joan Griffith. I'm your Odd Bits and End Pieces interviewer. And my guest today is T. Michael Rambo. Hey. T. Michael, you're going to sing something for us. What is that going to be?
2: Yeah, I'm going to sing a selection called I Love Being Here With You, as I do. Spending time with you and Anita is one of the highlights of my day and my life.
1: All right. Well, let's hear that selection, and then we'll come right back.
2: All right. I love the East. I love the West. The North and South, they're both the best. Well, I only go there as a guest because i love being here with you i love the sea i love the shore i love the rocks and what is more well with you here it will never be a bore because i love being here with you singing in the shower laughing by the hour life is such a breezy game i love all kinds of weather As long as we're together, I love it when you call my name. I love fine wine and fine cuisine. I love that candlelight. Ooh, I just dig that scene. Well, baby, if you know what I mean, I just love being here with you. Basie's band is swinging. I love Ella singing. There's something else you know. They know how to play it. They know how to say it Wind it up and let it go I love the thrill of New York shows Take a look at Jimmy Durante's big old nose (laughs) I have to say before I close I love being here with you I love being here with you I love being here Being here
1: with you yeah. Well, T. Michael, that was fantastic. Thank you. Um, and who's, whose arrangement is that? Or is that just one that you like to sing? Or That's where just did you one learn? that I
2: like to sing, and it's, it's really neat because um, it's something that, that you and Anita and I, the three of us, have been able to kind of master that really is a good um, highlight of all of our, our talent. So it brings us together and merges the original arrangement in a beautiful way.
1: Ah, and so I mean, I know you do a lot of different kinds of singing. I, I mean, do. This is you know a jazz standard. Um, what other kinds of stuff do you do?
2: Well, you know, my my background in music is really very broad, as you say. I have uh, sung operatic selections and, and have done operas uh, here, both here in the United States and abroad, and in Europe throughout Europe. I um, do uh, selections of gospel music and more legit, if you will kind of singing um, in terms of musical theater and classical work. So I've done a broad range of things and I, I enjoy probably one of the most uh, enjoyable uh, areas of music for me as a, as a vocalist would be jazz and the blues. I really get a real kick out of seeing the blues. Uh, yeah. Really, It speaks to my family of origin and everything.
1: That's right. And do you have a, a singer that you really like to listen to?
2: Well, actually, one of my favorite singers is not really a, a blues singer, but a jazz singer. I love Johnny Hartman.
1: Oh, gosh, yes. And,
2: and, and little Jimmy Scott is another one of my favorite vocalists. I just love the, the way he is able to um, allow the silence to speak as, as profoundly as the lyric and the music. He, he's the person who can just sing, um, sometime. I feel, you know, he has this ability to just lay out a lyric. It's so beautiful.
1: Right. Kind of a, a storyteller in yes, that way. yeah, exactly. Cool. And did you grow up listening to those guys, or was that an acquired taste? or how an go?
2: acquired taste somewhat, but my grandfather was a big jazz enthusiast, as is my father. Um, they would listen to Morgana King and, and Billy Eckstein and a host sure. of other greats.
1: Yeah. So yeah. grew up with that in your ear a little bit,
2: huh? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't start singing until I was in my tw- late twenties, almost thirty.
1: Oh my gosh!
2: Yes, yeah, so well, I wasn't the wasn't the singer, in the sense of what so many vocalists say when they say I, I I grew up singing in the church or I grew up singing in choirs or or, or any of those things that that didn't come to me until uh, like I say later in life.
1: Wow, that is that is an unusual thing. So what were you, were you doing? Arty things before you I started singing?
2: I wasn't. I was a banker. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was. Well, I got my degree in marketing and then in finance. And so I went to the University of Texas at Austin. Mm-hmm. And then um, I did that sort of work for many years. And then I um, had a one way ticket to Minnesota. Oh. And when I got that one way ticket, I stayed and I made this my home and found a new way to relate to life and to speak to myself in a, in a fashion that's authentic and uh, genuine and gives me a lot of joy.
1: Wow, and what was that like the first time you laid yourself out to people as a I singer?
2: I was scared to be- Jesus, I bet. Yeah, it was really nerve-wracking. And, and, and it still gets nerve-wracking for me from time to time where I really find myself uh, becoming self-conscious and very self-aware of, of where I am and what I'm doing. But it's just something that I think if that ever were to stop, I think I might be in the wrong, in the wrong industry, or the wrong, doing the wrong thing.
1: Well, you add a lot to our community in thank many you. ways. That I've been in shows with you or seen you on stage, and um, thank you. It would be a, a loss, you know, if you were out there singing. And, and uh,
2: well, it's a, it's a great thing to be able to have such a supportive community, and to be in a, in a city where there is such a breadth and depth of richness in in the arts that gives you gives any person who's interested in pursuing them. Or appreciating it, or uh, being philanthropic in its in in their ab- ability to share their gifts and their their resource, it makes this uh, a wonderful city to be in. The oh, yeah. twin cities,
1: yeah. I think the scene here is very broad and very welcoming, and
2: I really I really dig that scene, like <laughs> from the song. Yes,
1: <laughs> my roots are showing. I have one last question to ask you, and I only because I sort of know a little bit about this, but your last name is Rambo. It is, and. There's a town, right? Is that right, why right, you have uh, Rambo, as Rambo is
2: my last name, and my family, uh, my great 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 grandmother Lydia, was freed in 1847 oh to be gosh. exact, and mm-hmm. and she, both she and her three sons, were uh, were freed, and they uh, loomed up the truck and went to Texas, and where many people would have thought they would have gone further north, they went south uh, because they were in Tennessee. Uh, when they were uh, in captive, when they were enslaved, rather, um, and then so they founded Rambo, Texas, and because my great great grandmother was very fair to begin with, she because of the nature of how slavery went, her children were were the children of the slave master, and so they were very very fair, and so they one of her eldest sons went into the land bursar's office in town and didn't give up the ghost and. They didn't ask him, so he didn't tell. Wow. So he bought some land, and it became Rambo, Texas.
1: Oh my gosh! Are there still Rambo's in Rambo? There's Texas? still
2: Rambo's in Rambo, Texas. There's still the Rambo Cemetery and Rambo Funeral Home. You know, you know, it's a real town where they have a cemetery and a funeral home. You know, that's. <laughs> That's like having a, you know, a Super America in town, you know.
1: Oh, my God.
2: A Walmart, rather. Oh, my God.
1: Well, T. Michael, it has been wonderful to hear you sing today. Thank you. And tell us a little bit about yourself. So hopefully you'll come back to Odd Bits and End Pieces. And uh, thank you.
2: All right. It's a delight. Thank you.
3: These are men with science on the brain. Facts on things like how to make it rain. To learn with glee, he's constantly, fastidiously, authentically, enormously, helpfully, soulfully, he's our man of fact, scientifically.
4: Welcome back to another volume of Scientifically Speaking, where we do quick little dives into a variety of topics surrounding nature, space, and science. You won't find too many jokes here, as the following humor is derived from just how fun the world around us can be. This week, we're exploring the oceans of Earth. Looking at a map, you should just see one ocean, the global ocean. But for humans' ease of discussing location, and in keeping with our ancient tradition of setting geopolitical boundaries, the oceans have been divided into four distinct bodies, the Pacific, Atlantic, Indian, and Arctic Oceans. In the last few weeks, you may have heard that we got a brand new fifth ocean. This newly minted ocean, dubbed the Southern Ocean, has been officially recognized by National Geographic. Pretty exciting stuff, right? Well, Nat Geo is just the popular kid at school whose parents have a lot of money. In 2002, the decidedly less popular and far nerdier International Hydrographic Organization came up with the new draft of what makes the Southern Ocean, well, a distinct ocean. Of the 68 member states at that time, only 28 responded, with 27 of those saying, yes, we'd like a new ocean, and 18 of those saying that it should be named the Southern Ocean instead of the Antarctic Ocean. A majority of those responding also voted that its northern limit should be at the 60th parallel south, as compared to the 50th parallel, or even some votes for the 35th parallel. The Southern Ocean, now a unique entity, is the fourth largest ocean in the world, is roughly twice the size of the United States, and boasts the largest ocean current of all oceans in the world." The concept of the Southern Ocean isn't all that new, however. The idea of a fifth ocean was first floated over 100 years ago in 1919 by the International Hydrographic Organization. Since that time, and even to this day, the definition and borders of the Southern Ocean have been the subject of conversation and dispute amongst these circles. And I will leave you with one other quick ocean fact. Let's say you want to get from the Pacific to the Atlantic through the Panama Canal in Central America. In principle, you are traveling west to east. As you go through the canal from the Pacific, you'll be traveling northwest and will end up further west in the Caribbean Sea than where you entered in the Gulf of Panama. Traveling east has never been so difficult. That's all for this week, Scientifically Speaking, and if you want to learn more or disagreed with anything posed here, I invite you to look it up.
3: are man of fact, scientifically.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast, Odd Bits and End Pieces sunshine my